0: Welcome to the Design Hat podcast. Today we have today we have David with us. He's a product designer at Passive White, and welcome, David. Thank you for being here, man.
1: Thank you very much, Avi. It's a pleasure being here.
0: Perfect. uh Let's just kickstart this podcast by knowing you and uh, your introduction. But really, want to know why you came into design? Like, why did you choose design?
1: Okay. Um. So, I think. Getting to design was accidental in code, if I can say. Um, so someone recently reached out to me, let me start from there. My, one of my lecturers recently reached out to me and was like, wow, that like, was was really a bold step of me taking, like having done all of my like courses in like cybersecurity and all of that, moving down to design. And it had me thinking like, how, how did I even get here? Um, so I think basically, it all started like growing up. So my dad is into print design. So um, there was always a computer at home where I could like play around with stuff. And um, I think at that time it was CorelDRAW. CorelDRAW is more like um, popular in like the print design world over here. So I was just mm-hmm. playing around with like gradients and like text art and mm-hmm. all of that. So. I think that was where that was where it all started. Um, over time, I moved down, like moved up to like Photoshop and stuff. But there were all things I did on the side. It wasn't really like um, any big deal. It was I really didn't even get paid for anything. It was just, just a hobbyist, like kind of thing. But I think um, I'd always loved i'd always loved everything around like tech i'd always wanted to like write code be a developer and all of that so i think i was i was already like writing code and oh all, all. i got into this internship at a certain time and um that was actually when i actually began to take um design seriously because um during the internship i, I got into the internship like writing code but over time um i think there was a task that we meant to to do. And through that task, um, I was moved like to, to the design track. And that was where like my, my whole career in product design started. So yeah, since then it's been, it's been a fun ride. So
0: that's interesting, man. Uh, just going forward, I want to ask, like you did, you also mentioned you did your bachelor's in computer science and mostly in cybersecurity to know how did that, uh, pushed you towards continuing design or like into design or did that help or not in any way?
1: Yeah. Um. I wouldn't say it helped like directly, but let me say, over time. So I think it just helped me discover that I was more like into, like um. Let me say the visual representation of like um software. So over time, we're learning like coding. We're learning programming and all. But started out with Java. Um, started out with Java and like doing tutorials on my own we're always doing things in the command line. I was not really seeing the result of like everything that I wanted to do, but through the line, um, I I later got into like web development still still from school because like we had like a particular course that I had to do like with web development. And also I discovered that, okay, I was being able to, I was, I was able to like see the results of what I was writing. So, if I wrote like if I wrote like a tag, um, like a h1 tag, I could see what that h1 tag would produce in um the browser. I think that was where it all began. Was like, okay, I really liked how I was being able to see like feedback from the code that I was writing. So basically, um, I think it just laid the foundation of code for me, if I could say. It laid the foundation of like um the sciences in terms of like computer science and like writing code and all of that and programming. So I think it laid that foundation for me, and over time, opportunities that came my way just. Move me towards like design path. So I think all of that was was basically just foundational stuff. And yeah, it was.
0: interesting. Interesting. So what? When did you got your first design job or gig?
1: My first design job was right after school. I I think <laughs> I can't forget that. Because I was still in school, I, I really didn't even expect I was going to get the job. Funny enough, I was still in school when I applied for it. I'd not even submitted my like my project. i had not even finished everything. But I applied for it like while I was still in school, and um, after then, it was like they they reached out to me probably a month after I got back home. Probably a month after I got back home. So it was like, who who are these? When did I apply for this? And all of this. So. I later went back and said, "Okay, yeah, this was this where the guys I applied for, and that was like the, the marketing design, marketing design role at um, paid. And it was was really interesting. It was really interesting because I think it opened my eyes up. One thing I like um, enjoyed about the role was the fact that it didn't just um, open me up to like doing work and stuff. It opened me up to a lot of things that I didn't know, even things I felt like oh." i I knew this and i would i put them in my resume and i was able to do this it just opened my eyes to a lot of things that i really didn't know and that was that was something i was appreciative about that i didn't really stay long there because of like uh, management issues and all of that but yeah that was my first my first job
0: interesting so did you like you mentioned about paid and how you got a marketing design role just want to ask because not really a lot of people uh, have a title as a marketing designer what did you really do about that like what was your work that that's actually
1: an interesting question because my role there um, um let me see i was hired or do you role I was given when I was hired, or let me say the title, yes, that's the word. The title I was given when I was hired was graphics slash web designer. But over time, I uh, um, I think when I had been following like Charlie Pragley, I think um, it's Charlie Murray TV on YouTube, I'd been following her for a while and I was like, wait, this, this was almost exactly what this, it wasn't even almost, it was exactly what I was doing in paid while I was there, I was like, yeah just to make it more to make it more like um representative of the rule cuz i feel like um web slash Graphic designer is not something that like that is a title, like that's very known as a title, but marketing designer in the whole tech space, I think it's more recognized as okay, this is what these people do, and this is what um the role involves. So I think that's does that what made me change it like in all of my like profiles and everything. But initially, like the title I was given when I was hired was web slash graphics designer. So yeah was it was it was it was, it was something that I, I later got to discover that okay this is actually marketing design and this is what it is so basically marketing designer magazine designer is just um involved with marketing designer is just involved with um let me say um designing stuff to to sell or like showcase a company's like products or services to like the public i'll say that they are the custodians of probably the company's brand and all of that. So um, stuff you can see like a marketing designer working on things like the company swag, presentation slides, like print material, social media assets. And those are basically things I was doing at at Paid. I was designing like a lot of banners, roller banners, billboards, even web banners, like for the websites and all of that. I was designing flyers for like marketing and all of that. So I think those were basically um things i was involved with at paid which was one of the reasons why i i, I figured that this is marketing design and this is what is it involved so yeah
0: but but after doing a marketing design role you uh even though your role was just a web designer or graphic designer you work mostly around surrounded mm-hmm. that uh then you kind of joined relay as a ui developer just wanted to know did you thought that getting back into a bit of coding? was good like why did you do it and how did you got that opportunity
1: okay um so i think after my 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 job at paid there's kind of like a break because um there's this program that i needed to do in like in nigeria here after after like my after leaving school it's called youth service so it's like a one-year program so during that period um i was like let's say i was like doing the whole youth service program and afterwards i got reached out to by this company um really it was actually based on a referral because like i had a relationship with the co-founder it was kind of like a family like friend and all of that so it was like uh, dude you're out of work what's up can you do this oh no you even came in as they were looking for someone because at that point i had yeah, like that. I think that's an interesting story because at that point, I'd actually stopped coding for probably six to seven months. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was before it was during that period. I actually got into that internship that I spoke about earlier, where I was moving like to the design track and all of that. So I was so into product design at that particular point in time. I because I that was my first like, should I say, that was my first um. My first interaction like product design, I had known nothing about UI UX before that point. So I was really, really, really engulfed in the whole like product design space and I was learning stuff, doing tutorials, designing stuff. So that's what I was doing within those period, those months that I said that I wasn't like writing code anymore at that point. So I was looking for people for for um for them. I was like trying to send and I didn't get anybody because at that point um a UI developer will basically um it's kind of like a UI designer and a front-end developer, depending on how like the company is structured. So the front-end developer's role involves like HTML, CSS, and like front-end engineering in terms of like JavaScript, React, and all of that kind of stuff. So I like my JavaScript at that point was very very sloppy, was very sloppy. So I I was like, I, I, I can't handle JavaScript. I can't handle JavaScript, but I can do HTML and CSS. And they were like, yeah, they, they really don't need JavaScript at this particular time. As long as it's something that I, would, I want to learn along the way. Um, that they already had like full-stack developers that handled front-end and back-end engineering. I was like, okay, sure. Um, they gave me a test. Like it was like it was basically like a coding test, just converting like one page from. Because at that time, why why they needed like a UI developer at that point in time was because they were moving like the products they had from Webflow down to like um, using React to um, build everything from scratch. So they just gave me the test was actually converting one of those like former pages on webflow to HTML, CSS. So that was what the test involved. So it was basically the fact that at that point in time, I, I was out of a job, did a job like, and this was like family friend. And yeah, it was something I could do. You know, some, it was related to like design that i already started learning. And yeah, so that's how I got the job. And that was what basically involved.
0: Mm, nice, interesting. Now, uh, again, like you started as design, uh, then you got back into a bit of coding uh, and design as well. And then you got now currently at Passivite, you are working as a product designer. Just wanted to know now getting back to design. I know that everybody who's a UI UX designer eventually becomes a product designer, no matter what, but just wanted to ask how that transition happened. And uh, like, why from now, from UI developer, you got into designing again?
1: Yeah, so it's it's still basically related to what I was saying. Like before before I got the job as a UI developer, I was basically like trying to move away from writing code, like primarily. I was like basically trying to move away from writing code because I had, I discovered that like product design was basically what I was looking for from the beginning. You know, I talked about the fact that I was like into um, the visual like feedback that I was getting from like writing code in like HTML, CSS, and seeing them on the browser. It was basically design was something that I really loved to do, and I. Found like a path in design that like I really was passionate about. So basically, it was me moving away from writing code from the beginning. Just that okay, I had to interface with like a UI developer role in the whole like path. So basically, I was moving away from like code itself. So that's how I found myself here, like in product design, Um, like trying to um, settle down on like the product designer path, like leaving code and all of that. So that's that's how that's how I got here. It's not it's not it's not it's not anything deep it's just the fact that I'm trying to move away from like writing code and all of that.
0: Perfect. Now for example if someone as a beginner who wants to learn UI designing do you or uh, would you say that code, learning coding is compulsory or important
1: um I wouldn't say it's compulsory but I would say like equ we could see it as important. So I think um knowing code as a designer it's just like, let me see what illustration, it's just like bread and butter. Let me see whether bread and butter or bread and jelly, or bread and egg or anything. You could have bread on its own and it's really nice, but having it with butter makes it even more nice. Like it makes it nicer. So that's just how it is. Like you could be a designer on your own and it's like super cool. Like you definitely know what to do and how to like do your job as a designer but knowing how to code just makes it nicer because you're able to um relate with your like developers and like engineers when handing off and all you know the limitations of code you know okay these are the things or this is how this is how like um the engineer or the developer is going to be working on this when they are trying to implement this i think um a quick example of that was a certain time I was working on this landing page with this guy and there was something that I did in the design and it felt really strange to him. And he came back and I was like, okay, what was I trying to do here? And I basically explained how he was going to implement it in code. And he really appreciated that cause he was like, okay, you're going to use like a negative margin or you're going to do this. Some of those things were things that he didn't know, like basically because of the fact that I already like um, had some knowledge of code I was able to explain it and even while I was designing it it was already in my mind that this was how I would implement it if this was me so sure like being a designer is super cool and all of that like it's not compulsory to learn how to code it's not like it's not mandatory but it sure is nice like it helps it helps you like in um, the designs you're making and how that implementations will turn out so yeah
0: that, that's interesting i think uh that's important because it's not compulsory but knowing it always helps uh, when you are trying to uh, yeah, hand over your designs to a developer obviously uh yeah. now we are almost at the end of the podcast this is one of the questions that i ask from every guest who comes on uh what would be your two pieces of advice would you like to give to anyone who is listening or watching this uh which can help them out in their general it can be in their life can be in design can be anything
1: okay um let me see this is also like in life and like design and all i think is actually building networks and like building relationships so um one thing that come to discover in like the past couple of years, like working, living life and all of that is the fact that there are many things you can't do on your own. There are many things you can't learn on your own. There are many places that you can't get access to on your own some of these things are things that your network, your friends, people that you meet somewhere, um, acquaintances that you like meet along the way are going to help you with. So it might be a resource that someone is going to share with you. It might be the fact that someone is going to mention you to like um, a recruiter and all of that. So basically being able to like work within a community, might not necessarily like a big community, like maybe like design community on Twitter and all of that, but basically just even in your local like environment have friends don't just sit at home and try to like be a lone region I, I know i know it's tough like, especially like in our in our industry a lot a lot of us in our industry are introverts like a lot of us in our industry identify as introverts so i know it's tough but over time you will discover that it's more helpful to relate with people and to build like um, friendships to build like a community um of people that you can actually relate with um over time rather than working on yourself as a lone ranger then um the second thing i would say is in everything you're trying to learn start from the basics in everything you're trying to learn whether it's design whether it's code whether it's architecture whether it's cooking whatever it is you're trying to learn start from the basics because I, I discovered that many times like we have this we have this um shall i say this anxiety when we are trying to learn stuff and we are trying to become a professional in two days like you just started learning something and you're comparing yourself to people that have been in the industry for 10 years then you're now trying to do what they are doing no everybody starts from like being a learner everybody starts from being a beginner somewhere at every point in time so basically um or shall i say starting with the basics is what to we- get you to that point so don't jump steps if you want to learn typography start with the basics if you want to learn colors start with the basics then you'll be able to over time build up on those like foundational knowledge to be able to do some of those things that you see like people that have been in the for years doing so yeah that's
0: those, those are my two cents i think that's interesting and that these that are very important tips that everybody who is listening or watching should take it out from this particular one Uh, thank you so much man for coming in thank you so much David for giving your time out to the people to the audience who is listening Uh, I think this this podcast is something very interesting everybody who has got to learn a lot from this one uh and uh thanks a lot man and uh for coming in and pouring in your time and thanks a lot for everyone for listening this particular one or watching this wherever and however you are watching or listening this uh if you want to connect to david i will link down his socials in the description box below and uh, you guys can connect with him uh reach out to him in, in any way possible and uh, see you guys in the next one